Oh my goodness, everyone. It's another brand new episode of Because Cannabis every single Wednesday, 4.20 p.m. on YouTube. Make sure you hit subscribe. Every Thursday, where you listen to audio, audio podcasts, easy for me to say, where you listen to your audio podcast, Spotify. We definitely prefer you check us out. Give us a follow on Spotify. We have video podcasts on Spotify, Dustin. You can see us. Literally, go to Spotify. I think they still got like Megan and Prince Harry. He's got video podcast. Joe Rogan <laughs> has got video podcast. Your boys, BC Wayman and Dustin Kava also have video podcasts. We're the same, us and them. Famous podcasters talking about the niche that we love to talk about. My name is BC Wayman. That is Dustin Kava and the other side of the video that you're watching. How you doing today, Dustin? I'm amazing today. I've, I'm in a new location temporarily. We'll just say I lost my keys so we are at a different studio today see that's how we get i'm on location today in a special reserved spot i got a special grow house going on you don't say i left my keys in the car so i'm stuck at my partner's house that's not how it's supposed to go (laughs) that folks is real life uh speaking of real life dustin it is we're about it uh the eve of the hollow as they say it is almost the spookiest i guess we're technically in the spookiest time of the year but we are on the precipice of Halloween, the precipice of Devil's Night, the precipice of Beggar's Night, the precipice of all things uh, spooky and celebratory in October. Uh, It is also time, Dustin, for us as parents. I got kids, you got kids. You probably listening right now. Yes, you have some children out there and you're about to do something. When they go around to those houses, when you stand on the street and shush them up and go, go, go to the house by yourselves while I stand out here, I'm not walking the door with you. And they ring that doorbell, ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling dong, and they say, trick or treat, hopefully. It's weird, by the way. Do you as a parent, do you get on your kid's case when they don't say trick or treat? Are you a man? Of course I do. I, I can't stand it. It is, I, I'll take this fucking candy right back from them. I'll be like, that one ain't yours. Like, you you. This is not just a handout. The least you could do is say the simple three-word phrase. You got say this, the trick buddy. or treat, people. You got this. Uh, that may be I all well and good. Here's the best part of trick or treat, Dustin. You get home. There's actually, and I'll get to the cannabis side of this in a minute. Uh, it's the big scare. All the weed heads giving away their weed. They're not. Uh, we're coming up to Halloween. <laughs> you got the big bag of candy that's sitting there in the bowl. You go through it for safety measures because in the 80s, they ran a fear campaign. And now you believe that every Snickers bite size is filled with razor blades and gasoline. So you go through <laughs> them. You look for a tear. And by the way, if it has a tear, that just means it's automatically mine. I take my yes. chances, people, with the cyanide and with the rat poison. You will not scare me. I I will eat that mounds all day long. I don't care if it's got a tear in it. That's how I live. La Vida Loca, people. Uh, So you tear it apart. You go through the bag. You got this pile. Do you, Dustin Kava, have a candy choice? Mine's Payday. It's also Almond Joy and Butterfinger. So I got three. That when it's in the pile... It's an automatically yours. No questions asked. Kids can't have it. Uh, You don't even get one. Like, I get all the Butterfingers. I get all the paydays. And I don't feel shame about it in the slightest. (laughs) To be honest, I think Skittles, is is it? they know that every pack of Skittles gets set aside. And the flavored Tootsie Rolls, that shit is where I'm at. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes, I eat Tootsie Rolls one well time that... a year, and it's right now. <laughs> like, literally, this weekend <laughs> is the only weekend that I think I eat Tootsie Rolls in a calendar year. But I will eat. I, dude, it's like the vanilla nuggets. and orange ones, man. Anyone that's a colored one, that's the one I'm like, nope, nope, 
son. Like they just know it's it's not part. It's that bag will be less by the time they get home because I'm taking them all. What gets left? What is left? No matter you or the children or anyone else in the house. When at the Everything end of the year with coconut. Oh. You said mounds, and I just had to laugh. I was like, Bullshit. I love a good mounds and all the mounds. No one goes for the mounds as the first thing they pick. Your kid's probably like, okay, no, dad, don't take the mounds. <laughs> like, you know, trying to pretend like it's really, you know, matters to him. No one's seeking out the mounds. That's uh, insane. No one is. I love a mound. What is wrong? <laughs> you know what's funny? Mounds, if we're going to get very, very real, let's pull back uh, the curtain here. Mounds is only good in the bite size. Like when it's a full size mounds, it's a little too much, looks like dog poop, and doesn't taste great. When you got just a bite size mounds or a bite size almond joy, in particular, the almond joy, you give me that coconut, rest one, oh like one particular, you know, almond. And then coat that sucker with a little milk chocolate. Thumbs up emoji uh, right there. I feel uh, like you've got to be giving up on life if that is it. If you hit that spot and you're like, the almond joy is is where I'm at. I'm just like, you gave up, dude. It's over for no, you. There's you know no what I want? I want some from here. not enough infused coconut foods in the uh, world of <laughs> cannabis. That's all I'm saying. Uh, like, I got a big question. We have to ask our guest. We got Nikki Lolly on here. We're going to talk Nikki and the plant. We're going to talk all that stuff soon. Uh, here's the question, Nikki, right now. Right now, there is a headline on the internet. If you type it in, the big scare that all these cannabis folks are going to douse your children and give them away all their candy. There is no, I don't even want to say responsible. There is no irresponsible cannabis user <laughs> who is forsaking their <laughs> cannabis and giving it away for free to children. That's the biggest farce when it comes to that scary headline. I am more likely to find razor blades in every piece of candy than to find one free medicated or infused product because no responsible or irresponsible weed head is giving up their uh, candy on Halloween. True or false, Nikki? Absolutely true. I mean, <laughs> can I just say I paid $50 for a bag of edibles. You really think that's going in Junior's bag? Hell yes. no. Exactly. Exactly. It is the... But I do. I, now my Tylenol bottle, I'll always check and make sure the cotton's still in there. That's one I can never trust. Ooh, that's an interesting thing. All right, let's break this down. Now you go through uh, in a medicinal world, Nikki. Uh, welcome, Nikki and the Lolly, Nikki and the Plant.org. We'll get into your story here in just a few moments. When you go to where Dustin and I live, Nikki in Ohio, when we go to the dispensary. Uh, the medical dispensary, there's a whole process that they walk you through your product. They make you look at it. They inspect it. They have this whole checklist. Uh, in an adult use facility, I don't believe they're as picky on those things. And so point being, when you get a product and it's got a little bit of damage or openness or things like that, I'm still going to eat it, right? Like in the dispensary <laughs> world, I'm not worried about whatever else might have gotten in there. If there's a little tear, I'm like, eh. I'm going for it, right? Is that just me? Am I got no standards? What's up? I think you're spot on. I mean, especially with cannabis. Like, am I really gonna like complain that my seed jar, my jar might have a little chip on it or something like that? I don't think so. I'm you gonna would... still utilize that. You know, I mean, have though? you ever complained? Have you ever? I mean, was there ever a moment in the dispensary where you truly were like? this is wrong and then had an avenue to actually call and, and get it worked out. So this nameless organization that's an MSO in New York state shared 
at my traditional dispensary, I go to the botanist. I'm a big botanist supporter, and you guys have those in Ohio. Mm -hmm. So shout out to the botanist. Go botanist. Yeah. And BC yeah, um, is a large, yeah, big advocate of the botanist as well. Yeah, I got my little, oh, here it is, right here. Shout out to the botanist. Look at my little mini speaker. Speaking I of great shows. Too, yeah, right. It's, uh, I'm going to be super real, though. Uh, not great sound. It's a little tinny. It's a little tinny on the free speaker <laughs> botanist. But I'm going to get picky. Uh, I'm like one of those choosers. I'm choosing. I'm a beggar who is now chooser. All right, Nikki, go ahead. You're at the no-name dispensary, not the botanist. Not the botanist. Not botanist. <laughs> botanist. What the hell? Um, but... I got the product at the botanist. And so said other dispensary, I opened the product up and BC and Dustin, I mean, I know you guys know your cannabis, so I can tell you this without doubt. <laughs> You've never seen cannabis that looked this bad. There was zero smell. I'm not talking a little bit of hint of smell. I'm talking none. I'm talking the brown frown was literally like almost orange slash your beard color, Dustin. And <laughs> Decarved, right? Like it literally looked decarved. And I am like, this is not $75 worth of medical cannabis. So I called up said manufacturer in New York State. And the guy's like, well, I don't know what happened. And I said, you irritated the shit out of it, is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and why did we have to irritate it in the first place? <laughs> you know, what was on it that was so bad to me? We had to go remediate our cannabis. And the guy is like, oh, well, we don't use that. I'm like, bro. Come on. Come on. Really? Yeah, it's either that or the guy was vaping it in the back mean? alley and then just refilled it in the bag after he was done vaping it. It was like, come on. Come on. So so said dispensary or said manufacturer said, yeah, there's nothing we can do. You don't live in our delivery area, so there's nothing we can do. You should call the botanist back. And I said, they didn't make the product. It's your product. It's your product that I'm having a problem with. I spent $75 on medicine that I budgeted. You know, can I just yes. say right here and right now, medical patients are legit shit. The best investment, a MSO, a rec dispensary, anyone can invest in why we know quality we know packaging we know how to set up your dispensary in a way that it makes it eye appealing we understand formulating we understand so many more things than the average joe blow that's coming from the cpg industry it's insane yep. so anyway sorry for that little soapbox but i'm really passionate about that because i just don't feel we have seats at the table i feel like you know, they make all these stupid ass laws that have absolutely no relevance to medical cannabis whatsoever. But some political human said, we got to put this in the law. And now that's law. Without I always I always felt the same way as owning a head shop before medical, before adult use. And it was this thing of like, we are the ones who initiate all new devices, do all testing, are the biggest advocates to any customer or any person ever using it. We are training everybody how to speak, why something's important, how the process should go. What is it type? What are, what ailments could it possibly help you with? What, and it was this whole thing. And then patients come around and I felt like they, they, they just, they always find a way to kind of think that they're up here because of, I don't know if it's the capital or, 
it's someone else has given them the authority to say that they just know all. But I always felt like the ones that mattered in the industry always end up having the least amount of voice throughout it. And it's a hard thing to take. Even in, um, even in Ohio, I remember having an issue with a, a product from, from a dispensary here. And when I called them, they were like, oh, no, 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 we can't do anything. You need to take it up with the, you know, the board of pharmacy with Ohio. And they're like, and you call them and they're like, what are we going to do? Give you more days on your thing? Like, what exactly? We're never going to refund it. We're never going to give you more product. We're never going to call the company. We're never anything. Just smoke it, you idiot. You know? And it was like, <laughs> what sorry. the hell? It, it You're really, not smoking it, Ohio, though. Yeah, in a exactly. lot of ways. Yeah. And, and medical patients are usually on a fixed budget. They absolutely are budgeting. I mean, they are planning for next month, 30 days in advance, and they're choosing certain things over to get to, to get to, to get their medicine. They're saying, I'm not going to go to the movies or have dinner with my family this, this night, this week, because I need that money for my medicine later on. And so we're very loyal. We're very, edu- you know, educated and, and, and we're very, vocal about it because there's so much on the line when something doesn't work out. So I, I hundred percent, I get it with you. You, you have every right to be like, no, 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 this is one. I'm so educated. I can tell you what you fucking did wrong, but two, why you, you know, how can you even look me or hear me in the, on the phone and, and tell me anything else? Like it's, it's hard. I mean, it was really bad product. I mean, it was not, I mean, I took pictures of that shit, right. And I compared it. To one to said dispensary that had good product and said dispensary that had really bad product. And no one could believe it. I took it to an event I was speaking at. Uh, <laughs> could you imagine? You are really throwing them under the bus. You're but I didn't say it as a speaking. You're like, oh, by the way, look at this brown frown. Look at it. We're good. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's so awesome. Yeah, I'm, I just can't help it, though. I mean... It's sort of like in New York State, you know, the whole aspergillus controversy. I am not a microbiologist. I am not someone that works for the CDC that can tell you what potency of cannabis if gets aspergillus is going to turn into aspergilliosis and kill an old lady. I don't know that information. But what I can tell you is if our medical program in New York State has a plus or minus 5% variance of acceptability, meaning for heavy metals, pesticides, whatever, terpenes, plus or minus 5%. In our adult use, we have a plus or minus 25%. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. It's a 25% variance. So in theory, it could be like 25% or 24% heavy metals and still pass. Yes. In theory, but yes. it can be off within a 25%. I feel like they have technical equipment in this day and age that okay, can predict but, all these things. Like I've seen enough cannabis testing. That's ridiculous. Here's why they did it, though. So we have 264 some odd distressed farmers that went from the hemp market into the adult use market. So now they can grow mm-hmm. actual flour instead of industrial hemp. And it could only be grown outdoors that first year. So they're still sitting on product from last year. It would mm-hmm. never pass any kind of testing to yeah. be able to go on the shelf. And that's not the farmer's fault. That is not, I mean, I could take five shows and tell you all (laughs) (laughs) but that's not what this is all about i'm just saying 
you know, I got issues with that. That we're so we're not testing for aspergillosis any or aspergillus on our outdoor cannabis because it's so common. Okay, but the medical guy that's not thrown out of his thing, and you know yeah. he still feels five percent max plus e minus is where they want to have their quality control standard. I don't know, man. I just feel more comfortable purchasing in the medical market. And and I love my small farmers, right? Like I am so community-based and so community-focused. Yeah. It's not their fault, but they've like been given an impossible problem, you know? And again, this year and next year when they can start growing indoors, that's going to change. But, you know, I live in Buffalo, man, like New York. New York has some of the worst weather ever. It's humid. It's gross <laughs> in the summer. So, I mean, you got bud rot, you got powdery mildew, you got all kinds of issues just doing everything right. So I experienced that this year. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, talking with Nikki Lolly, Nikki and the plant. Nikki, you are a, um, you know, you say yourself, you're a patient advocate. You're a speaker, founder of NikkiandThePlant.org. You can find the links uh, to NikkiandThePlant.org. We'll also have some of the other uh, things that you're talking about and celebrating, Canmar.io and CannabisBPO.com. Those links, as well as Nikki and the plant social media links, will be in the comments below. So Nikki, you are someone who I think you're, similar to myself in a way, coming to cannabis later in life, uh, though you came through it for different reasons. I think you've told your story a lot, and I don't know if we need to go through all of that. You can find a ton about Nikki's story at NikkiNewPlant.org, you know, but essentially having a traumatic brain injury, working in traditional medicine, and then realizing after years and stuff of doctor's visits, that's how you kind of, you know, came to cannabis as a, a, therapeutic and medicinal kind of mechanism. Is that a pretty decent summarization? A great summarization. Uh, <laughs> over 50 drugs, over 60 doctors, and at one point taking 16 pills, and then to basically be off all of them with the exception of the thyroid and cholesterol. <laughs> you know, that's a big win, you know, and that's because of the plant. I was ready to take my life at the Cosmopolitan Hotel in January of 2017. I was ready. And to we're coming up at seven years since the seven last instance, right? Yes. Last week was seven years. Um, so January of 2017, I see a billboard as I'm ready to Peter Pan over the balcony. Unfortunately, I was on the seventh floor, or fortunately. And so the three floors below was the pool. So, I mean, I wasn't even going to be able to kill myself right. You know, like I was feeling pretty wasted, waste, you know, useless and of no purpose whatsoever and, and i'm like well that's just perfect it's gonna i'm not even it's not even gonna work oh. you know you finally get the courage so then a billboard at that exact time came driving by las vegas boulevard down las vegas boulevard saying mm -hmm. get your medical marijuana card in nevada today i laughed at that billboard bc and dustin why because it was so preposterous and ridiculous that that came by at that moment because all i saw was nancy reagan just say no. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and your brain on drugs, you know, the frying egg and the pan. Yes. I mean, like that image came over my face at that moment that that billboard came by. And I like laughed at it. I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. Then my husband came in the room and he's like, what's going on? And I mean, he sees me on top of a chair. Like, I mean, I obviously yes. was going to fandangle some stuff, but I'm like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, we can get my medical weed card 
in in you know Nevada today, and I had at this point I had not left the hotel room in four days. I had not like done anything. I was a shell of the human, like literally in the corner crying and shit. I went and got my cart that day. Went to my first dispensary that day. I ended up taking so many gummies because there was absolutely zero instruction, and I ate packages of gummies, but. Later in life, we learned why I didn't like wind up greening out. I just slept for like 18 hours. And then after that 18 hours, I still had two joints left from my purchase at the dispensary. And my husband's like, you can't take that home. You got to. <laughs> He's like, we're not wasting $20 on joints. You know, and so I'm like, I didn't really want to smoke. And I just wanted to go back to bed and sleep more. But I couldn't because we had to leave the room. So he's like just smoke them. So I go smoke the joint and I, for the first time, left the hotel room willingly, went and ate breakfast, interacted with other humans. It was that kind of transformation that made my story kind of go pretty far. I mean, it's, it happened in a second. It was a fluke injury. It can happen to any one of us. And I, had to learn how to live a whole new life, how to become a whole new person, how to be the nurse with the respected colleague of the doctor to now being the patient and the patient that no longer gets that professional courtesy, no longer is credible anymore. Like when I'm ordering tests or suggesting different drugs or saying, you know, have we checked this out? I'm like, a hypochondriac. I'm a crazy yeah. person. Like I know too much. I'm malingering. I'm faking the system. Are you kidding me? Who wants to fake workers' compensation? Who wants yeah, to fake 40 doctor visits? Okay. You know, like what a night to the doctor Just... every other day. Every other day, you know, so you had to go see a specialist, a doctor, a therapist, a this, of that. It's exhausting being a patient. So learning that flip of the sides. I then began to get this incredible empathy for other people, like normal people that don't have a healthcare background. Look who the hell is going to help them. Who is going to like show them that you have a voice and you don't just because the doctor prescribes, it doesn't mean you have to take it blindly. I'm not suggesting anyone not listen to their doctor, but I'm saying as you have to become your own advocate, you have to use your voice and learn whatever you can about the condition you have. Because that guy spends 10 minutes with you, seven if you're lucky. But at the end of the day, those seven minutes are not the whole story of your life. So being your own advocate is really kind of what my message has turned into. And I mean, I'm a hell of a brand ambassador. And so one of the cool things that I'm doing is going back to the scene of the crime of Las Vegas. Um I'm going to be a brand ambassador for this new cool app called Canmar. I'm going to MJ BizCon. Yeah, go MJ BizCon. <laughs> uh, all right. Tell us, I got to talk to you about MJ BizCon because I might go this year and I am a, I'm a nervous fellow when it comes to trade shows and things. So hold that thought for a second. Tell us a little bit about uh, Canmar, canmar.io. You'll find the link in the comments below. Tell us what Canmar is, what's it doing, why we need uh, this app. There's a lot of apps out there. So what does oh Canmar God. do and what separates it? Um, so Canmar, what's cool about it, it's, it's actually a community-based cannabis and psychedelic platform that actually is sort of like the weed of LinkedIn. So, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I am a career uh 
shadow banned human on everything. On <laughs> everything on I get my account restricted for weeks at a time. I mean, literally, it's brutally bad. So what's cool about this app is that is no longer the problem, guys. They actually allow it. They welcome it. They want cannabis mm -hmm. hashtags. You will not be banned from posting weed on this app. <laughs> so that's what excited me. But what excited me more is you can have like micro communities in the community. So like in New York, it is such a CF as we've talked about. And literally, I want to have like as many New York growers that I can make a micro growers group. I can make a micro retail group because people are not talking. Okay. In this community of cannabis, we have suits and we have legacy and we have those in between and nobody is talking to each other. So like everyone's trying to reinvent the wheel. Imagine if you just work together and say, okay, there's now 15 of us growers. We want the best price on this packaging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to me, yeah. it's just so, so why we don't have to agree on everything to be part of the same thing. If that makes any sense. I mean, at the end of the day, supporting each other is so much more important than anything you can do. And that's how we build a community. But garbage in equals garbage out. So if like I'm promoting this community and it's really great. And I mean, all I'm doing is sharing like your podcast and sharing this podcast that I've been on, you know, like doing all that. People are going to get sick of it, right? Because no one yeah. else is contributing. No one else is participating. So if you don't participate, it's only going to be as good as you make it. So that's kind of the message I'm trying to take too. Like, don't just sign up so that I look good because <laughs> they are sponsoring me a little bit. So <laughs> I, that's not what it's about. It's about let's build the community together and let's do what we have to do so that we can all support. So that's why I like the app. Well, I'm excited to check it out. I do not know as much about it. I'm on the canmar.io website right now as uh, Nikki is talking from nikkiintheplant.org. Once again, go to canmar.io, find the link below, check it out. Uh, it looks pretty cool. They not only have community, you have education on here, you have some jobs uh, such as well. So it seems to be like it's working to become a very social uh, <clears throat> hub is a term they use, but yeah, social hub of the different worlds of cannabis, which can be a bit. Dustin and I have that conversation a lot. There is a lot of separation in this industry. You're either a plant guy or you're, and I let's use the gender, you're the plant person or a, or a business person, but it's that middle ground, right? No one seems to kind of no want one's... to tiptoe and walk into that. Right. And I think that's where Dustin and I fit. We're in that same boat, Dustin. We talk to advocates. We talk to plant people. We talk to business folks. We talk to just people who smoke weed all day. Like we talk to different <laughs> folks because they're all around literally the name of the show it's they do what they do because of the plan because of cannabis, cannabis. Yeah. uh but it's That's interesting canbar.io that'll be good i hope it takes off i mean it's it's hard sometimes this is what's interesting let me ask you this nikki before we talk mj bizcon where it's going to be a slew of people <laughs> pitching their thing do you worry sometimes about I guess saturation, like all these new products and all these new things, like, do we need the new stuff all the time? It's everyone's got a new hook all the time. Do you love it? Do you get frustrated? What's it like for as you? Me, and the plant, it's very frustrating because I feel like you have to almost resell yourself to every single person you meet. Like mm. there's not that respect or that level of knowledge. I mean, when you yeah. guys talk to me, you, I feel probably learned something like, even if it oh, was just, yes. 
you know, laws. I yeah, don't have, down. I'm not like, you know, the God of cannabis, but I literally have so much exposure from a North American perspective. And I know the laws in the different States. I, I mean, can I recite everyone? Absolutely not. Let's not get ridiculous. No, but you also know where to find the information. And that is just as much yeah. as important to know, you know, you don't have to know everything. You just know how to know everything, how to find but we have a community of lots of people like me, like you guys. And when we have all these new little islands springing up, what's happening is we're no longer a collective of one. We're independent islands, sort of like the United States with its ununited cannabis policies across the states, meaning we have our own little island and we're just so protective of our little community. But at the end of the day, that little community now is being isolated. It's like taking your public school kid and homeschooling them. You're, yeah. you're not giving exposure to all things. I'm not saying like BS things. I'm saying that you need exposure from different levels of the plant. Like some people are going to get super turned on by marketing of the plant. Others are going to be turned on by growing it. Others want to like distribute it and sell it. And, you know, others just want to smoke it. And that's okay. There's no judgment, you know, whatever you do you. But I feel like the there's a lot. I feel like we're almost creating more diversity or not diversity in a good way, but more animosity. Like separation. No, we are. You're very right. We've siloed. Not we, but the industry has enjoyed because for a while, I think the industry growing up, you had to have these kind of strong silos that separated it from some stereotypes and misconceptions. You had to have the overly business side to be like, hey, we're not a bunch of stoners here. We're doing stuff in the testers. So you had to have that. But what has happened, and it's really I'm learning this right now as I'm talking to you, Nikki Lolly from NikkiIntheplant.org. There is these separate little islands and there's not even there's barely like an indiana jones rope bridge connecting them like it is suspect <laughs> at best to get across this rope like at any moment it's perilous and there's non-high alligators down at the bottom uh doing their alligator thing but it is it feels like there's these islands and they're they're connected there is a thread but it is thin and when people just get frustrated it snips quickly and then you're just floating and you're on your own and but I like, think that is that gap. How do you money? bring them together? Like, like you can't raise money that way. When we're all disjointed, we're all fighting for the same dollars. Americans for Safe yep. Access is a perfect example. I love that organization. Why? They are the like literally, in my mind, the only patient-focused organization that cares more about patients than profits. And I don't mean profits are a bad word because they're not. It's how we have to create an ecosystem that sustains itself, and that involves profits. But Americans for Safe Access, they have some of the best, best, best reports that you could ever get. The State of the States being one of them. Every year, it literally breaks out each state and tells you what that island is saying about the law, how many medical patients they have, where they're at with adult use. And they give a scoring system. There's like the scoring rubric. Anyway, I love Americans for Safe Access, and I send a lot of people there for information. But as a member of Americans for Safe Access, as the chair for the New York State advisory board for Americans for Safe Access, that side note has not done very well. Um, but being part of that really showed me how difficult it is to fundraise. Like, mm -hmm. I 
can't get people to give me money. Why? Because they gave it to the last prisoner project. Why? Because they gave yes. it 40 things. Why? Because, and there's so much overlap in so many similar organizations. I just feel like we would be so much stronger together finding a way to collaborate and build a bigger organization and make it so that it's inclusive of the minorities, of the justice impacted, of the women, of the yes. LGBTQ. Like, encompassing all the people and then all the specialties. I mean, am I trying to be a little kumbaya? Yeah, I really am. But isn't that what this plant's for? I mean, I was going to say, isn't that the whole point behind some of this? (laughs) I also think that, well, and it's not like all these other guys aren't fucking struggling in the same boat. You're like, they they, they may have the facade that everything is awesome, that the clients Mm. are there and that they're making payroll and that this and that. But at the end of the day, they are truly struggling right now. And so to not have that wake up call of it, it's stronger to get you go. We're going to go further together, you know, than going fast alone. It's, it's a weird notion of this like facade. And so you're absolutely right. I think you have it's it's not it's crazy when you hear it because it's just not being done. But when you really step back and think about it, you're like, of course, that makes sense. Of course, that's the way it should be. And there is a lot of lost dollars that just. That even just how about we're lo- yeah exactly what you said we're lost whether they're prior donations or on other business fails when they no. thought the low hanging fruit was still viable and so I don't know it's you make a lot of great points when you're at MJ which you know like, I really want to break down into that like I've been to MJ times and the first out of the three or four years that I've gone I think the first year or two I didn't actually go into the convention. We spent a lot of the time doing the work at all the after parties where it was a much easier time to kind of have these conversations and it could be a little bit more long form. It wasn't this three and a half minute spiel where the you heard the guy saying it to the other guy before he left to go to the table next to him. Like you, you're hearing all of the repetition. And so there's a lot of that where it just it gets drowned out for me but the after parties are very very intimate and you can step aside into the corner of the party and have a drink with someone and really pick their brain or inquire about the state of certain things and then i also think about there was a lot of times where i got more standing outside the convention and never going in just literally being at the entrance door where all 10,000 people are walking into and the way the conversations were brought up, the way people would walk up to you and kind of communicate, I, still to this day, we have clients that were gotten that way that we work with every single month. And so, and then actually going into the show almost was overwhelming in certain regards. There just is so many floors and so many people telling you that they have something prior, pr- pr- proprietary better than the guy next to him. And I can't keep track of how many different amazing innovations that every, all 10,000 people there have. It just, it gets drowned. Yes. And all of those things that you said are 100% true. I've been in 2018, I skipped 2019. Then of course we had COVID. Then I went 21, 22, and this will be 23. And everyone kind of knows who I am, which is very humbling and overwhelming at the same time. Um, It's so humbling, but 
Do you have any idea how stupid I feel when I have absolutely no idea what their name is, what they do? Because what happens with a brain injury, with my particular brain injury, I don't remember faces. I remember mm. what you're wearing. So when you change what you're wearing, even if I saw you last night and we smoked for three hours, that doesn't mean I'm going to know who you are today. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I always just do. Yeah, you just got to blame it on the weed, too. That's where I'm always. I'm like, come on, smoke a lot of cannabis. What am I gonna, how am I going to remember all these details? Really not. <laughs> this is not from the smoking too much weed. This is literally like from your absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I literally, you know, I live outside the, the event last year. Okay, so, you know, imagine you have literally people running up to you, hugging you. Oh, my God, I'm so glad to see you. And they don't tell you who they are and they might have a name badge. They might not. And you are absolutely clueless. I mean, dudes do this to me. They pick me up and shit. Like, <laughs> I don't much know us. who you are. people you don't know. And, and so then, you know, I try and figure out very classily, you know, like, suave like oh yeah how you doing please tell me who you are in some way because i just yeah, can't, yeah. i can't live in the moment because i'm in panic rolodex mode you know like mm -hmm. nobody up and hug you like for five minutes if they don't know you you know like so i gotta know this human but i have no idea who they are so that's a big problem for me right so one of the things i thought about was having like a media assistant literally follow me around MJ Biz, take those pictures, get their contact, and then, you know, have a system so that I can remember who's who and shit like that. Because I cannot walk down even one row of MJ BizCon. Last year, so I spent $500 to go stand on the patio for two days. I spent $500 to stand on the patio for two days because I couldn't walk down one single row without half of the people from either from booths or from the spectators just running up to me. And so in an effort to not only detract from other people's shows, I have offered <laughs> like, that's probably exactly what's going to happen this year too, is because it's so overwhelming. And at the end of the day, I still got a brain injury. It's managed and it's great, but yes. it still has some deficits that mm -hmm. I'm very aware of that have to be dealt with. So instead of bitching about it, find a solution for it. And that's kind of what I've done this year. So I have a girl. When, coming oh, yeah, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I really wish I've, I cut you off there and I feel like a, the biggest asshole because um, you were literally were just about to answer my question, which was how do you when you were when you're about to get there, how do you plan? I always told myself the only reason I'm going to fly out to MJ is if I have at least three meetings scheduled for while I'm there. You know, there has to be something else besides I'm just walking into the show and it's I'm just going to walk around. When you walk around with no plan, you just walk around overwhelmed. But when right. you know this person I need to talk to at 1030, this guy I got to talk to at dinner tonight at five, you know, it, it, it presents me with something to work through and then other things can happen and get piled on in the in-betweens. But what do you suggest for someone who it really is their first time walking into that scenario and they want to feel like they are getting the money out of it? We get press passes, so I don't have to spend the money. 
And that presents a total different dichotomy of my value perception of what I need to do at that place. But I have spent the 500 and a thousand dollars, $800 with them in the past and, and didn't feel like I accomplished $800 worth of anything I could, you know, so what, what, what kind of advice do you give for someone walking into that, that standpoint? I am not a perfect trade show walker because I, like I said, what just happens. So, but my advice to someone is actually to find a mentor, find a mentor Mm -hmm. that's a veteran trade show person (laughs) that can, you know, again, they don't have to be your best friend, but maybe they're really good at, you know, talking to people and making small talk and stuff like that. And, you know, after my 20th booth, I'm like, like, <laughs> but I might have seen that guy in booth two because he was chatting over there. And, <laughs> and, but I'm not like, I might remember that because it's the same clothes, but really it's just, it's a thing. So you have to plan, you have to map, you have to know what your strengths are and what your partner's strengths are. So if you're like Susie Chatty and love to take your Instagram pics and shit like that, then you be responsible for grabbing the cards and the pictures. And the other one is Chatty Kathy. So she chats it up and introduces yourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like build a system, do a buddy system, work together. I mean, you'll cover much more ground that way and you'll remember the people better, I think. You can level up on the sweet swag. If they got a really cool item like that button, <laughs> one, Justin can get one. You can all uh, do that. Work, I love that where your mind you went. Like, wow, that doubles my swag. This Did you not see my parents? I brought my parents to the Ohio <laughs> Cannabis Health and Business Summit. First time my parents went to a cannabis conference, just to kind of put MJ BizCon in perspective, because everyone pictures, and Vegas has adult use, so it's a little bit more, but they picture this overwhelmingly, like when you walk in the door of the facility, like a smoke machine concert, like fog is going to roll out and it's just nothing but a Grateful Dead concert happening. And my dad, who is, you know, 40 plus years of being a salesperson in an industry was like, oh, it's kind of like my trade shows, just different products. They still got fly swatters and chapsticks. And so I'm like, yes, it's the same <laughs> thing. They just have products themed to it. Um, I think a part of it, I think a part, if you're going to a place, especially like MJ BizCon, Nikki and Dustin is to know what you're there for. Right. To kind of Dustin's point, if you're there to network and meet people, then probably is best to hang out at the after parties and the shows. If you're there to learn about cool new products that these MSOs have and you want to walk through and get your swag bag full of all goodies, then you got to hit the trade floor. I like to and I used to be like a floor walker kind of person, but I've come to realize similar to what you're talking about. A lot of the great stuff at these conferences is the panels and the speakers. Like, I feel like that's yes. something that I always wanted to go to the booths and see what's new and hot. But to your point, Dustin, it is, and I've done this, sales pitch, sales pitch, next. I mean, it's like a next, there I go, pitch you, pitch you, pitch you, versus the speakers and the panels, especially hearing from three, four people on a very specific topic uh, can be both enlightening. It can be a networking event, but I have found a lot of joy uh, from going to those. Do you like, do you hit the panels up? Do you go to the speakers? What do you like to do when you go uh, check those out, Nikki? At MJ BizCon, that's $1,200 a ticket versus 500 for my porch. Yes. The four, 500. There's that too. <laughs> um, I love going to speaker sessions um, in Ohio. It was bad because like, 
they, the speakers were just boom, 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 boom. And you didn't get a chance to, you know, go in between because like they were so many that were really good. They were really strong. Mm -hmm. people. I mean, Lenny Berry did a great job at that summit. Go with Lenny. Yes. yes. <laughs> it he, really was awesome. The Ohio Health. Ohio Cannabis Health and Business Summit. It's a lot of initials. Um, yeah. but, but it, it's really was, I love the passion of the Ohio advocates. I mean, they're balls to the wall. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys are going to get that vote, that number two, whatever. Yeah, I mean, issue number two. I was going to say, as someone who, uh, and let's talk about this for a little bit. Like, you're in New York. Uh, you have, I mean, New York's storied as maybe one of the most oddest kind of transitions from medicinal to adult use had a lot of issues there but no one goes easily right states like south dakota get their adult use shut down by the government uh multiple states you know everyone gets it but it uh, eventually but it is problematic and so ohio is thinking about it we have issue two coming up here let's see about a week or so from right now november 7th make sure you get out there and vote yes on issue number oh, two yes vote yes so we have that coming up for someone like yourself, you've been through it in New York's a tough one. What type of, I guess, maybe advice or thoughts or someone who's seen states now, multiple states go through this medicinal to adult use. The cannabis advocates here, and we love them, Dustin and I know all of them or a lot of them. They're very <laughs> excited. But I am, you know, a bit of a pessimist sometimes when it comes to this, Nikki. I do think it'll pass, but it's not an easy road, particularly with a government that doesn't want it. Our leadership at this time doesn't want legal cannabis. They've talked about fighting it. I don't know if they will or won't because the money, but they're not exactly arms wide open here, right? They're not like, come on in, stoners, we love you. They're not even our state up north neighbors like Michigan who have really seemingly embraced their adult use. Just what are we going to face in Ohio if it happens? What are some of your concerns? What should we be on the lookout for? What have you learned or seen as states transition from medicinal to a to adult use? Some of the things you like, don't like in that you've seen so far. Get involved. I mean, I'm talking mm. real involved. I'm not talking like just vote yes. I'm talking when they have rallies, when they have things that are happening make your face known everyone knows because of the polka dots because cannabis connects <laughs> my dots now they will know the polka dot lady is passionate for adult use for ohio and you are right you are up against a big ass mountain man i mean you've got a dude that is so in the just say no era it's not even funny his I mean, face uh mike dewine's face there's a picture of him signing the hemp bill in 2019 yeah. senate bill 57 when uh you know they followed the u.s uh, agricultural farm bill and they legalized uh 0.3 less in ohio his face is like it's so disgruntled he's got all these folks around him and they're all part of these cannabis advocates and they're all kind of smiling and clapping and he looks like scrooge mcscrooge a lot so he's signing it but it's like He's like almost like a, his hand is being forced to sign Senate Bill 57 into action. Uh, it, it was funny. Like he signed it, but he still, you could see he didn't want that. And he clearly, and just not just him, doesn't want adult use here in Ohio. No. And so like that's a big thing. But the only way you're going to change that is back to my everyone's trying to do their own little island thing. Hell, have one organization that's fighting for the citizens' rights of Ohio for adult use. You don't need seven. Okay. I get the different parts of the state, but you know what? If you got all the parts of the state in one central location, guess what? Now you got, you got them all. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's really not a lot hard more people. 
I got a brain injury, people. This is like not rocket science, but we're diluting the message by trying to be little town focused. You know what I mean? Like include everyone. Like in New York City, compared to Western New York where I live in Buffalo, compared to the city, the amount of events, the amount of education, the amount of people involved in, you know, helping remove the stigma is light and day. Like there is nothing upstate compared to like it is downstate. When you see all those cool parties and the sex museum and the weed museum and the, you know, this event, that event, cool Conbot opening, Turp Brothers opening, all that, that is nowhere near me. Nowhere. <laughs> that is eight hours away and traffic hell. That is not as bad. It cost me as fifty bucks just to get across the bridge. I mean, it's not oh. even. I'm already. I also just learned today that Buffalo is eight hours from New York. I also did not know. It takes eight no, hours to get from Buffalo to New York City. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow, I mean, that's on a good traffic day. Like, it's not easy. Like, it's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can fly way faster, but then you got if you're going to Manhattan, you've got an hour cab ride, and that just takes it up another hundred bucks each way. So, you know, you gotta like. That $200 flight, oh, that's not bad, turns into the $400 flight before you do anything. So being an advocate, one has to be very aware of these, you know, uh, budget constraints. And I don't know why I brought all that up, but. Um, well, it actually brings day, up another point, which is you are a patient and you do a lot of traveling. Uh, and this medicine is absolutely critical to your function. How how is it like for you to be traveling? It's getting better. I, it's very rarely that I get off the plane and I usually can't get medicine somewhere by just getting off the plane. But it still happens. And that is an extraordinary thing for me to have to navigate as someone who just can't walk the next day if I don't have my medicine. Um, how do you navigate that? How do you maintain the level that you need to, to new, new to and you're advocating in a state that doesn't even have you know, adult well, use or medical use? That is an outstanding question, Dustin, because it's something that I fight for everywhere I go when I'm at a political level. And that is reciprocity. What that means is you've got a medical card in New York. It is now recognized in Ohio because at the end of the day, I don't necessarily want to go to the gray market and potentially have that plus or minus variance on my tested, my untested product. So I would feel much more comfortable going to a botanist in Ohio than I would the gray market. Nothing against that. I'm just saying for me personally, because I do use it medicinally, I want to know what I'm consuming. Hmm. And ideally I want a COA with what I'm consuming. And that is like pulling teeth here in New York. I don't know what it's <laughs> like in Ohio, but it's literally like, mystery bud for pretty much it's more we have a bigger issue in michigan like when i go to a lot of the adult use dispensaries i'm literally signing a paper that says this product has not been tested and you know it is just <laughs> it, it feels so weird walking into a thing with that aura of medical but it, yeah. they're literally telling me like you have to sign have a waiver <laughs> yes That's terrible. It's, it's ridiculous and, and i've also too. been good i i i remember when before vegas fully moved over and vegas does recognize ohio cards so it was the, yes. one of the very yes. first states where that that i could experience that but prior to that i was landing and calling a guy off craigslist 
and the guy would have to drive and, and pick me up and give me, you know, my smoke for the week and then drop me off in a weird ass spot. And it was just awkward and scary and, and, and very, very difficult to make sure that I could maintain myself over the next week there. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I totally like get you. that. There's like you, I depend on my medicine every day. And when I depend on it every day, I will not go to a state where I can't get it or where I don't have a friend that can get medical cannabis for me. So I went to Florida during my medical mystery tour of 2018 and trying to find a diagnosis. It was like ridiculous. I was out of state, out of country. It was insane. So when I was going to Florida, I had now found plant relief and I had access to it now in New York. And I called a dude that was in one of my brain injury groups. And I'm like, dude, you got to hook me up. And so in Florida at the time, they had these stupid pod things that were these plastic, impossible to break things. And so you're smoking plastic. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was the most messed up system ever. But my condition does not rec recognize whether it's in New York and it's legal, whether I go into New Jersey and I don't right. have a card or, or Pennsylvania, they're definitely not. But crossing state lines, I if I bring my medicine from New York, I am in federal violation. So the answer to your question is I don't travel where I can't mm -hmm. get medicine. I don't uh, speak at any engagement that doesn't have access to medicine and where I can medicate prior to speaking. Because if I don't speak, you know, medicate prior to speaking, I'm all over the place. I mean, I think you guys can agree. I mean, I maybe veer a little bit, but I always come back to the main point. You're way more focused than I am. Much better than us. Yeah, yes. right. yeah you're perfect. <laughs> but I'm saying it's because I medicated with the right product. And if I can't do that prior to getting on a stage in front of 500,000, 2,000 people, I don't feel real comfortable. And so where were we? We were in New York City at an event and we'd go to a bar and like, People in this part of town, they just, they look like they got two sheriffs for fucking four square miles. You know what I'm saying? And, I do. That's a great like, Yeah, I think we all get you exactly what you mean. We're literally like outside this bar and like, we're like, should we do it? And so, and so we did and nobody said anything and it was all cool, but it was just such a weird feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just didn't feel like that was going to be accepted where we were. And you don't yeah. know what you don't know. And so, like, for me, it's always, like, a dirty thing for me to smoke in front of children. I mean, like, I'm a pediatric nurse. I come from, like, I got a grandbaby. And so when I'm in New York City and the whole little kindergarten class comes walking by, immediately I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like, smoke. Don't smoke's like that. billowing out the corner. <laughs> Nothing here. Exactly. 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 <laughs> like, of us smoking. It's not just one of us, right? And so, I haven't gotten over that whole thing yet. It's a little weird that I brought that up. I don't think that's weird at all. I have that same thing. I think we're still, you know, Dustin and I have talked about this a lot. We're both parents, and we try to be responsible cannabis consumers. And I don't think being a responsible cannabis consumer with any medical condition is rolling up all four windows and hot boxing your kids out. Like I just, you know, I don't think that's a thing. So I'm, I think we're all, 
Okay, I just give them the gummies, like at the beginning of the show. That's how we do it. Then kids don't like smoke anyway. Give them something yummy. Just kidding. Don't give that to your other. Adults. Do not do that. That is not. No one's. And first of all, Dustin, we've already established no one's clearly doing that, and we are not the influencers as much as we'd like. Uh, to be. We're talking with Nikki Lolly, Nikki in the plant.org. Uh, the links below, canmar.io, as well as uh, cannabisbpo.com uh, down there. And American Safe Access. We've added that to the comments below as well. Uh, Nikki Lolly, it's been it's been amazing talking to you. I don't want to let you go yet, but it's been really fun uh, speaking with you because of your openness. And I think that sometimes, uh, hey, I just love the vibe, the polka dots, the whole thing you got going on. So props to you for establishing a good quality brand in there. But what I think is interesting, Nikki, is even, <laughs> even at these cannabis conventions and even with the cannabis folks, there are some people who stare still precariously kind of walk in the cannabis world, right? And I think that's what makes that final piece of advocacy tough. Like I'm at a spot right now, Nikki. I am all for issue two right now. But I live in an area that I don't know if I could put issue two sign in my front yard, right? Like I got neighbors and I feel judgment. You know, it's, I do, but there's a lot of vote no's judgment down here. And I judge them, but I'm not, you know, they're not, not judging. So it's a hard thing sometimes. Like I want to do it, but you have both that. And I talk about this a lot on the show. You don't know this, but my wife works in the school. I got three children in the school. Like we're, I mean, clearly I got a freaking podcast with cannabis in the name. So I'm not like a homeless it. guy that you do. But I'm work. also, when I go pick up my kids, if I'm wearing the cannabis shirt, I might zip up the hoodie because I just don't want to deal with it. So how do you recommend folks, maybe like me in the middle where you want to be this advocate and you have this ability but the reality, right, we have jobs. People need to protect their jobs here in Ohio. And Ohio still, even if they go adult use, probably will test. Like we have this motion or this notion of it's free and it's nice. And in this circle, in the three of us talking and the people that are listening to the show and at the cannabis conventions at NJ BizCon, you know, one's like saying, hey, be careful with your weed. It is smoke it if you got it all day, right? Okay. But that's okay. not the real world sometimes. Like no. the, that's not the real world. So uh, advice for advocates who want to be, but it's hard sometimes. It's hard to put your neck out. How can they maybe go uh, and do some things? You know, what if advice would you have for those folks who are who want to help, but they just don't know how because they can't. They can't put a face to it, right? They can't come out of their cannabis closet yet. So I understand that, and that's a great question because there are a lot of people exactly like you. Uh, maybe not just in Ohio, but all across this country. And they might be using cannabis every day for a condition that they have, but they've never even told their doctor because they're afraid to be doctor shamed. Mm -hmm. So I 100% understand the dilemma of these people. And I'm not telling anyone to venture out of their comfort zone or put their jobs at risk or anything of that nature. But at the end of the day, you have a chance to vote because of your vote a decision can be made based on yep. if you and like others pull together. And if that's an anonymous group on Facebook, if that's a um, where you send a letter, like marijuana moment always has those letter writing campaigns. I mean, do you really think Chuck Schumer is going to know who BC Boyman is? I, mean, I hope so. I'm working on it. God darn, I hope so. I'm just, I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean it like the average American's name is not going to be recognized. And they're going to say, oh my God, that guy's wife's a teacher. And get me, me and T Swift. <laughs> my goal is to get to T-Swift level of like cannabis. So we have that awkward conversation. I'll get there someday, Nikki. 
Well, and you know what? I hope I'm right beside you, BC. I'll You'll be there first. Be there I'll be riding those polka dotted coattails. I wouldn't go there. But together, we're so much stronger. <laughs> right? It's not about you or Dustin. It's about us together. It's about a community that works together, believes in each other, and aligns as best as they can despite diversity and maybe differences of opinion. And I don't know how else to say it. If you don't vote, you can't complain about it not being passed. If if you don't vote for issue one, you can't blame it for being passed or not passed. Like, like you have to be involved because each one of our votes matter. Each one of our contributions to social media matters. Our stories matter because at the end of the day, if I can change one person's life by helping them not feel as threatened by the plant and help them guide them to the plant and the right way to use it, whether it's through episodes like this, whether it's through printed articles, whatever that medium is that they respond to, I'm trying to bring the plant to them where they don't have to ask, oh my God, what's bong? Oh my God, what's pipe? What's a vaporizer? What's the difference between a Pax and a Mighty? What's the difference between, you know, I mean, like these are things we're not talking about. Having an immersion education experience where you literally have raw terpenes and you explain, you know, there's this terpene does this for you. And like we have our, you know, Nikki and the plant guide for all the terpenes. Which I got with my version of Courage and Cannabis. So thank you very, very much for including that with it because it is awesome. That's awesome. It's a great, great reference. You can go to my website, Nikki Lolly and NikkiAndThePlant.org and it's under the resources or education tab. So you can download your own or you can even have it customized with your business card on the front instead of mine. No snap. Because Cannabis Terpene Guide is coming soon to a conference near you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So it's really a great education piece and people keep it and they remember me because of the dots. Because why? Cannabis connects the dots, baby. Cannabis connects the dots. Uh, Nikki Lolly, NikkiInThePlant.org. It has been... You're awesome. Like it has been a blast talking with you. It has been a a vibrant, uh, fresh air, man. I love it. This is some enthusiasm. We need more guests with this type of energy uh, on the show. Nikki Lolly, NikkiInThePlant.org, Canmar.io, Cannabis BPO, Americans for Safe Access. Uh, all those links, uh, including your social media, Nikki, will be in the comments below. Uh, obviously, MJ BizCon, if you're around there at the end of November, you're going to find Nikki walking around. Look for the polka dots. Connect the dots. She'll be on the porch. You'll she'll know where she's at. She'll be the one with all the people <laughs> around her trying to give her hugs uh, for that. If I'm there, we'll run Thank you stuff. so much just for doing one. this with us today. You are just absolutely awesome. Every single time I get to see you and talk to you, I just, you're just amazing across the board. So thank you. You're such a rock star. You guys, are, you're making me blush and shit. Like, I'm just me and you guys are just you and together we're going to make which should happen. So thank you guys for having me on the show and thank you for all you do to bring awareness and help remove the stigma from the campus. Thank you so much, Nikki. All right, we're going to say goodbye to Nikki. Thank you very much. Uh, Nikki Lolly, NikkiInThePlant.org. Make sure you check that out. Subscribe to the show, folks. I should have probably said that in the beginning. Hopefully you're still here. (laughs) Every week, every Wednesday, 
4.20 p.m., shows like this. You never know the type of folks. We had Alex Sandor from Lighthouse Science last week, Nikki Lawley this week. Who knows who's coming on? Subscribe right now. Follow us at MeetWM to find out all the good stuff, when the shows are. Lots of great new YouTube shorts and stuff. We're rolling out brand new stuff right now available on Because Cannabis. Be sure to check it out. All the new video offerings we have out. Budding Minds uh, available right now. Make sure you check that out. Uh, episode one. We'll talk about that more in the future. Dustin Kava, fantastic to see you again. As always, Because Cannabis, every Wednesday, 4.20 p.m. YouTube and Spotify and anywhere you listen to audio podcasts. See you next week, Dustin. Stay the hell away from my mounds.